Welcome to episode 352 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast, a podcast about life if your life is all about Parkrun. I am Ollie Spake and I am joining once again from Dalrawal country. And I am Melissa Ellis and I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country. And I even stumble over that these days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. Almost seamless. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. Wurundjeri. I'm, I'm stumbling over Wurundjeri lately. Yeah. I was going to say, somebody pointed out, Ollie, and you weren't here, so we missed it, that last oh. week was episode 351. <laughs> I didn't miss it. Oh, I didn't miss it. You you picked it up. It was exciting. Yeah. But but it wasn't me that had picked it up on one of the chat channels, but very exciting. Well done everyone. 351 for 351. Yes. So uh, here's me thinking yeah. I've got nothing to have a quick chat about. And there you go. I, then I just blurted that out. Didn't even let you finish saying what you were saying. Talked all over you. Sorry, Ellie. It's good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> But once again, it was great to listen to the episode from last week. So, uh, yeah, I did enjoy that as I was jogging up Saddleback Mountain, talking to my horses and my cows and saying hello to every animal I passed. Ticking off your bingo card. Yeah, doing my best, doing <laughs> my best. I will say, yeah, no, let's save that. Let's okay. save that. that um. Look, I believe you had a bit of a parkrun adventure, so let's just jump straight into that. Jump Mel, straight how into was it. your parkrun day? Okay. Yeah. I joined Andrew Johnston and Martine Barrett plus Zoe in a car trip to Seacliff Esplanade Parkrun in South Australia on the lands of the Gorna people. Seacliff Esplanade Parkrun is located in the coastal suburb of Seacliff in Adelaide and runs a double out and back course with a start location in the middle. We were amongst 261 participants on the morning, which was slightly up on the average of around 190, likely due to the influx of holiday makers for the school holidays and the lovely weather. The course itself is on sealed pavement and registered an elevation gain of 11 metres on my Garmin, and it was event 230, with RD David Shaw leading a team of 15 volunteers. I was quite happy registering my quickest post-pandemic time, giving me the hope that I will once again break that 30-minute mark. There seemed to be a few tourists like ourselves out and about, and the RD took down our home parkrun names for mentioning in the run report, and it turns out it was lucky he did. Now, one thing that you would not be aware of is that Andrew and Martine travel with a large white banner which says Chelsea Bicentennial Parkrun on tour and it's taken around with any of a number of Chelsea Bicentennial friends for the purpose of having a photo. The banner is named Eric. Eric Banner. <laughs> what we didn't realise until we had returned to our motel to shower and check out was that Eric had been left behind at the start-finish area and unfortunately that meant backtracking in the wrong direction to our journey home to search for Eric. <laughs> For, <laughs> I'm making it out to be way more dramatic than it really was. Oh, it's dramatic. Fortunately, the event team had rescued Eric and tracked us down, so we were able to rendezvous at the surf club to retrieve him and took the opportunity to also enjoy an early lunch on the balcony overlooking the beach. Got to be happy with that. Now, there are a few other highlights from the trip that I wanted to tell you about. 
Firstly, we stopped along the way to visit some big things. The first was the mm. big koala in Dadswell's Bridge, which features in Australia Post's coin set. Shame none of us thought to bring the coin. We also found the big olive in Talem Bend and the big hills hoist in O'Sullivan's Beach. As well, on the drive over, we stopped at Nil and met fellow adventurers Lynn Hewson and Greg Moore for a Frito off the parkrun course, a coincidence that they were also travelling to South Australia were only 30-odd minutes ahead of us on the road. I made sure I logged a knotty. Plus, we also well stopped... Thank you. <laughs> Plus, we also stopped to do a spot of geocaching, a brand-new experience for Zoe and I, and Andrew was generous in explaining how it all works. Much excitement was felt when Froggy McFrogface was located at the base of a tree in a truck stop somewhere near... Actually, I have no idea. So that's it. <laughs> Another whirlwind overnight adventure. Oh, and my 27th South Australian park run. 27. Well done, Mel. Thanks. I'm chalking them up. You are. You are. Mm-hmm. How many left now? Oh, oh well, sorry. Um, uh, I think they've got Put 49 the active yeah. park runs, so less than half. Yeah. 22. Not far. Is that the right math? <laughs> yep. Yep. And I do love the Eric Banner. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a very nice touch. <laughs> Eric Banner has been going everywhere with me the last few weeks because I've been touring a lot with Martin. Yeah, why, why to spend a weekend, Mel? You um, you know how to do it. It's mm, exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was fun. Oh, and I was going to mention this. So I don't know if it really is a thing. You know how it's more popular in the UK that when they do their 99th something, they get yes. an ice cream cone with a <gasps> flake in it and that's a 99? Oh, yeah. I bought two. Because I did my three ninety nine <laughs> and my one ninety nine, so that counts, right? Very nice. Well, yeah, I, I was I was going to ask if it was a multiplication thing, but um, no, that that's very appropriate. That did occur to me that I should have yeah. been actually rather multiplying ninety nine by, and then <laughs> I thought that was a bit. That's a stretch. Yeah, that's right. You you have to seize the moment, seize the link at the time. So. No, very good. Anyway, so I bought, I went to McDonald's and I bought two soft serve cones with flakes in them. I posed for a photo and then I'll let Andrew and Martin eat them because they're not low carb. That's very kind of you. Mm. Yeah. I'm a little hungry now. Um, <laughs> but how was your park run at Shalab, Shalaba? Shalaba? Shalaba, yeah. Yeah, well, look, I had, uh, well, two weeks of, of Shell Harbour park running. I have been local to home and have been enjoying it. Uh, this Saturday just gone, saw me back in the vest and back on the table, calling out with some great assistant run directors and helpers uh, afoot. But uh, it was, yeah, it was a beautiful morning. Not as hot as the week before. That was a scorcher. Not great marathon running temperatures. <laughs> yeah, you had a heat wave. Yeah, it was it was summery. It was balmy, um, but it has been a great time. Thanks, Mel, and yeah, good to be sticking around home before some more adventuring comes up next month. But um, yeah, surrounded by family, uh, by friends, by helpers, some impressive volunteering milestones, and and I mean, mind you. 
there were many volunteering milestones I noticed through Dazzers, but uh, a shout out to my my wonderful crew. There were there were in fact um, two seventy fifth volunteering milestones that we didn't even acknowledge on the day, but uh, thank you to Karen and Ralph, and a fiftieth volunteering milestone by Beck. So um, apparently, you can get good help. Very well supported out there at Schlaber, and uh, we right. will expect some more heat waves. I would say, Ollie, because in the last week or perhaps it's been the last two weeks, but the Bureau of Meteorology has declared we are going into El Nino. Mm. So we are looking at another drought, aren't we? That's right. That's right, yes. And, um, yeah, conditions will be, uh, yes, back towards that uh, end of the scale that we, we had a couple of years ago. Gosh, Mel, it's almost like we need a bit of a, a bureau or, or weather correspondent. Ooh, We've got some of those. We have. We do. We, <laughs> we do. do. But uh, that's all right. We'll save that for another day. But with all this talk of heat, I think we need to mention water. Oh, yes. Uh, cue me. Precinct 18 had a special event. Uh, we were tipped off in the socials with this. Their park run partnered with the Community Carnival and Putrajaya Water Festival. The first 100 participants got a free shirt on the morning. The first 500 participants got free breakfast. And that's pretty good because there were 505 people attending on the morning. So that was huge for that park run. There were a whopping 237 people coming in after the one-hour mark. So lots of walkers. I love that. Absolutely love that. Yeah. Yeah. So good to see um, some celebrations going on over there in Malaysia at, at their one and only remaining park run. That was some great representation. And carrying on the news and discussion, uh, still with a bit of an international feel, Mel, we've got news from Germany. Um, there was a bit of a marathon, the Berlin Marathon, in fact, and marvellous Mark has completed it. He finally got there. And congratulations to Channel 5 News Crew's own marvellous Mark for finishing in an impressive time of 4 hours, 26 minutes and 13 seconds. And, of course, I suppose inside news, uh, Tijist Asifa of Ethiopia also happened to knock off the, um, the previous women's marathon record by more than two minutes. Wow. Finishing in two hours, 11 minutes and 53 seconds. Uh, so just in front of Mark. <laughs> uh, but uh, what a result and congratulations, of course, to everyone who participated in that one. Yeah, I did have a few people in but my... especially Mark. Yeah, especially you, Mark. But I had a few people in my uh, social media feed who were over there doing it and answered the question as to why there were people park running the previous Saturday in Singapore because obviously they were en route. Yes, But also, just to follow up on last week's episode when we were discussing the Notties, I did get a a message from Toc giving us an update on how many he's up to. So at the time that he sent me the message, Toc is sitting on 1,193 Notties. That's pretty impressive. That's very impressive. And I know Johan does it too. And, Mm. And Vilna. And Jackie. That's right. Yes. yes, they're all still yeah. logging the not park runs. Hmm. So good o. But that's enough of that, Ollie. It's time for us to listen to our roving reporters. We've got three this week. We're hearing um, from all corners of the world, shall we say. 
I think so. If we count uh, WA as the other side of the world, as we do. (laughs) (laughs) So let's have a listen. Howdy park runners, talk reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew. Today we've ventured out west. We've gone to Dixon Fields Park Run in Gisborne. Uh, Jack and I have travelled up and we've become greatsmen again today. That is, we've completed all the park runs in the greatest state. Um, we'll get out, have our run, and we'll have a bit of a chat with someone later. Howdy park runners, we're on the finish line at Dixon Fields Park Run, and I'm here with Tom, who's the event director. Tom, firstly, welcome to the Parkrun Adventures podcast. Thank uh, you. The course today, beautiful sunny day. Give us a little bit of a uh, description about your course. Okay, so our course is a, a very, very flat course, which is surprising for Gisborne area um, because we're just off the edge of the Masson Range. As everyone thinks that Gisborne's a very hilly area, and it is, but our parkrun has uh, elevation gain of around about eight metres. So it's a very, very so, flat course. And look, I was running with a couple of uh, people from Grand Ridge today who do have a bit of elevation. Um, and both Liz and her husband, they both smashed out all-time PBs today. Uh, they said they did comment on how flat it was and how quick it was. It's surprising, really, because we're still at courses... Well, if you first look on the map online, it looks very complicated, but it's very simple. Um, we have marshals around, but uh, I was just going to say, it's surprising they got a PB because we've still got a lot of twists and turns, which does slow yeah. people down a little bit. And, uh, Tom, I heard an interesting story. One of them was telling me that um, you actually had got Dixon's field up and running while you were living in Sydney... Before you actually moved down? No, that's not quite right. No, we, we just moved back from Sydney and we lived in Melton, so we're doing Tillman Creek. That's sort of our home park run. Uh, we were involved in helping set up another park run up in Sydney. We were at, at the Ponds and we helped set up uh, Rouse Hill, which is just three k's away. Um, and we sold a house here, downsizing, um, and we're building in Gisborne. And we originally thought we'd get this up and running around about September, October, once winter finished. We didn't want to struggle through winter, as we sort of are now for volunteers. But, um, yeah, we decided, because uh, we got the funding early through Vic Health that we'd um, go ahead and start in mid-May. And hopefully your volunteer numbers will uh, start to pick up as footy season finishes and netball season and Well, Gisborne's known for how cold it is, so we're <laughs> hoping people are still getting out of bed and we're getting an average of sort of that 50, 60 runners a week, which is still great. We're always happy to get, even if we had 20 or 30, it's well worth setting up park run. Um, getting people out of bed and out and about and enjoying the, the beautiful um, Saturday mornings that we have, uh, even in the cold. But, uh, look, we think as we get closer to, you know, Christmas and it gets a bit warmer, um, we reckon our numbers will be around about 80, 90 a week, which is just a nice Excellent. number to have. Yeah, it's a great little local feel number. You've made a couple of comments there about it being cold, but I've got to tell you, we're all sitting around here in T-shirts in glorious well, sunshine. At, at the moment, yeah, but it was it was half a degree when we arrived this morning and all the fields were white <laughs> and icy. But, um, yeah, now the sun's been out, it's a beautiful day. I think I've taken my windshield off as well. It's, it's, it's really nice. It's a beautiful um, area. And our course now is really prettying up as well because all of the uh, trees are getting buzzed on them and getting all green and running around the back of the course along the, um, along the creek and also through the Botanic Gardens. It's, it's really, um, I think it'll be one of the prettiest. If you want to go to a pretty uh, park run, uh, I think Dixon Field's one of the prettiest. Yeah. And, and not only that, Tom, in the Gisborne area, it's not just a park run. There's lots of the C&D. You make a weekend of it, come down and visit there's plenty of other activities around, plenty of places to visit. So. That's right, yeah, we're close to uh, Bendigo. A lot of people um, head this way when they're either going you know, Bendigo way for the weekend. They stop off here on the way um, to Dixon Field and they're quite welcome to do that. It's great. 
All right, well, I think it's time to head off for coffee and uh, thanks for the chat, Tom. No problem, thank you very much. Hello, fellow parkrun adventurers. This is David, and today I have finally driven 585 kilometres from Perth to Kalgoorlie to complete my Nendi and my 190th location. We travelled up on Friday and checked out the absolutely incredible super pit and did a pre-check of the course and found it to be absolutely awesome. It has a great car park with immaculately sealed paths and you pass an epic steel lookout with a spiral steel staircase. There are no toilets at the start, but there are two out on the course, plus many drinking fountains at almost every track intersection. I was at the lookout watching the sunset wondering why it was so early, and it turns out being 585 kilometres further east makes a time difference of 23 minutes earlier than Perth. Really looking forward to tomorrow and hope to talk to some of the locals and meet the event team. It's their event 504, so they've been running for over 10 years. And I'm here with Danny, who's a Kalgoorlie local, or at least he's been here for nearly 10 years, and he's gonna tell me his parkrun story. Danny? Yeah, well, my uh, mate Grant used to run a lot of marathons. He said to me, they're starting this new event in Kalgoorlie. And I said, what's that? And he said, it's called Parkrun. And you go to the same place every Saturday, do the same distance, and it's at the same time. And I said, geez, how boring would that be? So anyway, I came along. I missed the first couple, and then I came along. And I've now done 420 Parkruns and volunteered about 56 times. It's all that at Kalgoorlie? Mostly Kalgoorlie, yeah. Yeah, I've probably done about 10 away somewhere else. But <laughs> I guess I'm a bit of a local, yeah. Well, you're way above me. I've only done 281 today, so 400 is oh. a really big big total. Yeah, I'm pretty impressed with myself. Um, and the people were telling me the course has changed, where you've now got you know beautiful paving and you've got um, markers, so it's progressed over those 10 years. Yeah, yeah, just quite recently, really. We've got a nice surface before. It was very rough old surface, and now we've got this beautiful tarmac around about, well, probably about three or four k's of it, yeah, with a nice new tarmac, yeah. Did they have to run an alternative course while the tarmac was being laid? No, no, they're very clever. They just did it during the week. Yeah. Oh, okay, it didn't affect you. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what's your next goal you want to do? Certain number of, you want to get to 500? Oh, 500 is a big goal, mate. Yeah, yeah, you definitely want to get to 500, you know. But I love parkrun. I mean, what I really love about parkrun is the fact that you see, you know, it's just a great way to start your Saturday. Yes, yes, and, I find know, that too. Yeah, you know, like you sort of, a lot of people will think struggle on a Saturday. They've been busy all week and then they wake up Saturday and they go, oh, okay. But if you just come to parkrun, you get in a positive frame of mind straight away and we always go for coffee after and catch up with your mates and you go home and you feel good all day Saturday. Yeah, it sets up your weekend. Yeah. I find that too as well. That's great. Yeah. There's, there's, there's doctors who are prescribing park runs to try and lift the mood of patients. So yes, it's well well received. I, I read actually somewhere where they've done some research and they you know they know the the physical health benefits of park run, but then they to their surprise they found out the mental health benefits were even better than the physical health benefits. Yes. Yeah, yes. So it's really a great thing. There's just seems to be so much focus out there on who's the best and the champion and all that sort of stuff. Whereas here, you just focuses on everybody, you know. All right, Danny. Well, thanks for talking to me, and best of luck for your 500 in probably about three quarters of a year by the sound of it. Uh, no, I think I'd probably be looking at about 18 months. Yeah. 18 months. Yeah. All right. Well, best of luck with your 500. Thanks for talking to me. Good. Thanks. All right. And I'm here with Alison, who's the co-event director. 
morning. Morning. How'd you find our warm Kalgoorlie day? Well, I, the sun comes up like 23 minutes earlier than Perth, so we certainly felt the temperature difference from that extra 23 minutes. So I'm not sure this is what I'd want to be doing through summer. Well, it's pretty nice through summer, and that's surprising when we get more numbers, oddly. Yes, no, well, it, it's certainly got an all weather course, so it wouldn't matter if it's wet, but uh, yeah, it's not much shade, so no. yes. No, considering we've all the big trees around, it's not shaded, so yeah. So we started our park run uh, in 2013. Um, we had attended, myself and Nigel had attended a Rockingham park run. And then we thought, oh, this could be something that we could do. We had two younger children, two older children. One had special needs. Um, and we had the motto that when you do sport, your kids watch. When your kids do sport, you watch. So with Parkrun, we thought this is something that we could do together. Um, and my son having visual problems, we thought, well, he could do it as well. He did until we got an adult and then decided that that's just too hard. But the kids have um, come along. We've been lucky to have our run directors, Richard, Louise and Grant, on board virtually on halfway into the, our first year and they're still with us today. We've had others that have come on and then moved on. Um, we've had a vet run director that has recently started their own park run in Denmark as well, so they were just for the short time yeah, I talked well. to them two weeks ago, so they were talking about they went from Galgoolie to Denmark go, why is there not a park run here? Yep. Yes. Uh, and it definitely changes your, your life like with the atmosphere of the kids and stuff. So we've seen people from our park run, because we've been 400 k's from another one, they've come from walkers, that they've ran marathons, half marathons, and you definitely see that the change in people through a park run. And we see it as a Saturday morning, everybody's your family here. So you're not judged by what's going on or how you're feeling. And it is what it is when you walk inside our gate, we always have that understanding. Yeah, no, it's very inclusive. People always get sort of worried about the term run, but there's all sorts of people, walkers, people with brams, dogs, everything. Yeah. And that's the advantage here. A lot of people know that, well, I'm not the runner, but Nigel's the runner and stuff. And then, so they see that there's that avenue. They'll always see that I'm coming in the last and a few joke about, I've got to have the toilet stops along the way, which is the advantage. So then they can beat me, but it gives them the clearance that, yeah, walking's okay as well. And we always promote that it's, it's walk, run or what you feel. Yeah, uh, one of the few courses that actually has toilets on the course, but also the number of bubblers on in track sections was quite impressive too. Yeah, well, we're in the process. We're going to have a big toilet just um, coming up here at the start line, and they're putting in a, I think it's a, about half a million dollar big playground and barbecue and shades and stuff, so that's going to be a bigger advantage right at the start-finish line for us as well. Yeah, well, I'll, you must be the most professionally laid-out course in <laughs> WA. When I looked at the, the, the course, the track you've now got, and the markers, and the, the run director was telling me the markers to glow in the dark. So Yeah, we just had the re local um, Kalgoorlie prison actually concrete them in for us and also um, go and paint them glow in the dark, which has one been one of my wishes that I wanted to do since we had them installed, but nobody would let me install them as glow in the dark. But they're now glow in the dark, which is good for night times. Yes, well, that might be a good way to, to avoid the temperature. Yes, yeah, and we do. You have a lot of people that park run here overnight. So, oh, I shouldn't say park run. They do the course overnight. So it's very active. Um, and working with the Coe Bowl that runs the park, they actually said their numbers have really increased here in the park. Um, reason be, a, a reason of having the course upgraded, the paths upgraded. I'd been um, onto the parks guys for nine years saying Colin we needed a new path so we got a pretty smicko one and we're pretty impressed with that. Yeah certainly smick and uh, um, when I was talking to Danny he said they did it such that it didn't interrupt your course so they yeah. did it during the week or whatever. Yep it was a few words were said to make sure that it was done to non-interruption so even when the car park was done they gave us exclusive access so we had we was pretty good getting in and 
having that link with making sure that parkrun's not interrupted. So we've got that communication happening pretty yes. strongly. Uh, well, it's a very, very professional course, um, and I'd encourage anyone that wants to try something different to come to Kalgoorlie. Yeah. Um, certainly it was worth the drive to see the super pit yesterday and then come to this park run's been great yeah no it's definitely a good one and now that we've got our coffee vans back that's a even better for bonus okay thanks for talking thanks, thanks for joining us several other people that i talked to after the run told me how their kids had grown up over the 10 years of kalgoorlie park run and had counted down the days until their 11th birthday when they could run adult free just now enjoying some of the many post-run cafe options in Kalgoorlie and the results have come in. Uh, checking Danny's results and he's in the 70 plus age group and he beat me by six minutes today and his all-time PB is over four minutes faster. So something very much for me to aspire to in my park run future. This is David signing out. Till next time, happy adventuring. Good morning, adventurers. It's Johan checking in from the Mpumalanga province in the Kruger Lowfelt region of South Africa, the province of the rising sun. It's scorchingly hot. And I'm standing here with Grant and Belinda Bosman, as well as uh, Reinhard Nivenes, uh, one of the court, or the court, some of the core team members of uh, Jock Trail Park Run in Graskop. Good morning, guys. Morning, morning. 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 Uh, Grant, tell me, uh, when did you start the Jock Trail Park okay, Run? In 2019. Yeah, so this is our hundred and, uh, sorry, yeah, 2019, and um, this is our 144th event today. Yeah. Fantastic. So just give me a brief description of the course. Um, I've run it and my legs can feel it, um, but it's obviously, it's a very beautiful course. If you can just tell our listeners a little bit of how the course looks like. Yeah, so it's very much trail and we run it on part of the Jock of the Bushveld Trail. So there's a lot of history attached to it. It's where uh, Percy Fitzpatrick and his Jock Staffordshire, it was a Staffordshire Terrier, um, uh, he went through this area. He was an ox wagon um, transport rider and in his younger days in the 1880s he went through this area and so they've plotted the jock trail out on his through his movement and there's certain sections where he uh, very rocky uh, sandstone uh, features appear and he identified seven sentinels there with different animals and that was only discovered about two decades ago by someone walking through this area that he recognized these sandstone sentinels but yeah it's very much a trail run and you run to the edge of the escarpment with this amazing view and yeah it's quite popular in the area so uh, today or this weekend is a long weekend and you expected a bit of a turnout it was how did you uh how did it go? Yeah, no, it was very much less than what we expected. We Last weekend we had 55 runners, which is big for us. And um, yeah, t- today we had 34, 34 yeah, so, so which is still good for us. <laughs> yeah. Belinda, um, coming to you, so um, for you, what does parkrun mean for you? Or, or, or you've been involved with it for a while, I guess. Um, uh, what do you feel that parkrun brings to the community in Graskop? It's a very healthy thing for even for the children. We've got children from the children's home, the orphanage in town, and even they 
participate. Uh, so it's mentally, it's healthy, and yeah, I think spiritual as well. Yeah. So Reinhard, I saw you, uh, you You gave me quite a run for my money today. <laughs> uh, uh, you've been, how many runs have you done here at, at, at the doctor? Um, 152 or 53 now. Uh, okay, so you've been running somewhere else as well? No, 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 no. I've been running only on jock trail. Okay. I told Grant and Belinda, if I do my 100 year, I'll go somewhere else. But I enjoy our park run much more because it's challenging but that's what i love about it yeah all right guys thank you very much i had lots of fun here in jock trail and uh um, once i do my second round of south africa in a few hundred years yeah i'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really going to come back and, no, and do it again thank you very much yeah. thanks for thanks, your sir. visit yeah Adventurous, just a few notes in addition now that I've recovered. As you could hear from my voice, my legs were quite jelly after the run, as it was quite a tough course and it was very hot and windy. Reinhardt had included some of his unofficial runs at the event, hence him saying that he had done 150 odd runs and has run all of his 104 recorded park runs at the event. Grant is uh, the event ambassador for the Kruger Lowfeld Park Run region and he was also the run director for the day. Jog Trail Park Run is literally a bit of an outlier in the region, being so much higher than the other events, as the town of Graskop is at uh, 1,400 meters above sea level and it's actually situated on the escarpment of the Drakensberg looking down on the low felt below where the altitude ranges between 250 and 400 meters above sea level. The name of the town Graskop means grassy hillock. The town is well known for several scenic viewpoints towards the low felt, the most famous of that being God's Window, a small distance out of town. Other points of interest in the vicinity is the old mining town of Pilgrim's Rest and the Berg's Luck Potholes in the Blader not to be confused with the similar feature on many of our roads. To the south is Hazyview, one of the gateways to the Kruger National Park, and Sabi, the centre of the timber industry in the area. As you heard Grant mention, the name of the park run and the conservancy on which it's located stems from the book Jock of the Bushveld, which is a true story by South African author Sir James Bershevet Patrick. This book from 1907 recounts his travels with his dog Jock, for long believed to be a Staffordshire Bull Terrier cross during the 1880s, when he worked as a storeman, a prospector's assistant, a journalist, and an Oxwagon transport rider in the Bushveld region of the then Transvaal. More recently, though, some researchers have indicated that they don't believe Jock to have been a single dog, but a composite of several dogs that Fitzpatrick may have owned. They also dispute that Jock was a cross with a Staffordshire Terrier, as that breed was only established several decades later, and they instead postulate that the father of the original Jock may have been a Burbul, one of the iconic South African dog breeds. Well, that's it. Until next time, happy adventuring! And thank you very much to our roving reporters coming to us from Dixonfield Jock Trail and Kalgoorlie Boulder, Doc, Johan and David. And um, as you said, Mel, from, from all corners of the world, and um, it, was, it was nice to hear from the gang. But, uh, Mel, we have also heard from a number of people this week at Dazz's. So I think it's time we switch straight to Dazz's, where at Dazz's he said... In Australia, it is National Week of Deaf People, and across the world, it is International Day of Sign Languages. 
Another indication of how inclusive Parkrun is, is the way in which deaf runners and walkers are made so welcome. How was your morning? And uh, one such Parkrunner being welcomed on our last Parkrun day was Rex Green, who said, sixth visit to Walcher Parkrun, visited with two friends, one of which is recovering from a serious bicycle accident last year. He is doing parkrun as part of his rehabilitation and appreciated the even surfaces of Walter Paths. Great group of volunteers and locals who make you feel welcome. Strongly recommend this small parkrun plus good coffee at Cafe Grays for anyone adventuring in the New England area. And Rex shared the photo of himself and friends in the selfie frame there. Good to hear from Rex. We also heard from Ian and Lydia Knox, and they said, nice crew at Braidwood Showground Parkrun this morning. Thick fog on the way down. RD understood us well with simple sign gestures. Tawalker on their 111th event. Long circuit drive from Sydney down the Hume and up the Princess via Nowra. Final parkrun in my current age bracket. Next Saturday, different age bracket, 60 to 64. I don't know if that's Ian. I'm guessing that's Ian. I think so. And we had a photo of Ian and Lydia in the selfie frame at Braidwood, plus a picture of a toy husky on the card dash, uh, showing a fresh three degrees, Ollie. And uh, can I just thank you for putting your note in the italics, (laughs) even though you're a bit cheeky. Sorry, Simon. <laughs> uh, listeners, it says in italics because I'm not Simon. <laughs> we are going to mention that Ian and Lydia were, of course, interviewed by Billo back in episode 349, and we would like to wish happy birthday to Ian, that we assume is the one celebrating the birthday for this week. Now, also checking in to Daz's was Gail Roderick, who said in Varel Parkrun, where I completed the unofficial Old McDonald Challenge, E-I-E-I-O, of East Coast Park, or I should say East Coast in this case, Ipswich, Echo Ripley, Inverell, and Ocean View, uh, complete with all the... Um, emojis of the animals which i won't read out but uh, carl went on to say walked as i'm still in recovery from surf coast century 50 kilometers last saturday and gail shared a picture in the selfie frame but well done and i hope the recovery is going well and feeling better nice work that's a good event that one now we heard from Helen Rubin, who said, fantastic morning celebrating my 300th park run at the Ponds Park Run. And Helen shared a photo of the fabulous cake and a wonderful shirt. That's right. That's right. And and this is where I have failed in terms of the notes here, Mel. But, uh, yeah, Helen's shirt went through all of the milestones and, and different numbers of countries and locations uh, achieved there with a bit of a plug to Airy Airways and the Parkrun Adventurers. Hmm. So uh, congratulations, Helen, and um, thanks for thinking of us too. Now, Sherry Brantman checked in and said, beautiful morning at Kazula Parklands Parkrun. First run post-Sydney Marathon. Planned a slow walk, ended up being able to run the whole way. Body recovering better than I thought. Met some new friends from Alice Springs and told them all about the Adventures podcast, social media pages, and of course, Dazzers. And a pick in my Marathon Finishes shirt. And Sherry indeed did share the photo in the Marathon shirt. Congratulations. 
Well and, done, Sherry. Uh, yeah, well done. Well done. And Mel, I was remiss of me not to say thank you so much to some of the Adventurers and Ponds Parkrun familiar faces out there uh, on Marathon Day. It was uh, an absolute boost to see Joe McLean twice on course and um, Jen Arnold as well, oh, who I finished excellent. just behind. Yes, I was just thinking that we didn't have a conversation about your marathon, but I, um, congratulations, Ollie, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But uh, I'm, ste- I'm stealing Sherry's thunder. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, huge achievement. Well done, Sherry. We had Roberta Winters who said, East Coast Park Park Run for me today. Here's me in a photo with a few Aussies from Sydney and Melbourne. And Roberta shared a photo with Team Aussie. And now Catherine Perotta said, at Nolkaba Park Run this morning with Defriend as I've been up since 3.30am for second Saturday in a row to do Park Run away from my home Park Run as I drove two hours and 20 minutes to Park Run, which was a bit chilly start to the morning and Catherine's photo shared there as a park walker herself uh, and the photo frame with the other park walker and the tail walker and a dragon and we heard from Paul Whelan the Viking and the panther getting the job done tick happy days the green brothers and there was a photo of the Viking and the panther fan That's so right. we've got a new identity the panther goodness <laughs> Um, oh, yes. Who was responsible for this? Um, Hannah Newton said, surprise parkrun appearance at Ollie's favourite parkrun. And uh, Han shared a photo of herself, um, complete with knee strap, plus Karen and the two wonderful junior volleys from the morning. Ah, very good. Um, and last but not least, we've got Kathy Crispin. Ended up getting a chance to volunteer as tail walker with my pooch while passionistering a Panania park run this week. And Kathy shared photo with her pooch plus a smiley face in the selfie frame. Yes, a rock. Hmm, a rock. Mm, okay. Yes, a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who didn't take enough notice of the photos in Dazzers this week? <laughs> There's no rock written there in italics, I'll just mention. <laughs> no, no, I'm just exclaiming, just exclaiming. But uh, thank you, everyone, for popping into Dazzers and uh, sharing with us at your Park Run Day mornings. Um, Mel, do you have the envelope this week? No. Okay. That must be me then. You must be. Hey, look, um, after the conversation last week, uh, which was around, I guess, you know, being a bit more sustainable and um, not just buying hordes and hordes of post-its willy-nilly, which is how I heard that conversation. Oh, that wasn't um, how it was intended. <laughs> I was just explaining my random scrap paper. No, no, no. Well, I, I was very impressed with your approach. Um, I've got a whiteboard now. Oh. Just thought I'd like to put it out. I've got a whiteboard. It's covered in scribble, but um, <laughs> it's not on the desk. Right. So, um, okay. We've got a budget for the office, have we? <laughs> that I didn't know about. Yeah. Um, because I'm saving all this money with my scrap paper, you've been able to buy a whiteboard. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I thought you'd be proud of me. <laughs> Good work, Ollie. <laughs> So uh, I have a magnet on the whiteboard. I'll take the magnet off, but magnet off, and yes, there is the envelope. So uh, it's easy to spot. I, I'm really liking this this new clean office feeling. I think it could really take. Um, 
Anyway, the Obi this week. The Obi this week goes to. It goes to Eden and Lydia Knox. At, um, well, uh, the second week back of Braidwood Showground Park Run, and it's wonderful to have them back as well. So congratulations, Ian and Lydia, and uh, welcome back, Braidwood. Hurrah, hurrah. Excellent. Well, there's more celebrations to come, so it's time now for us to hear from our birthday boy. Howdy, it's the birthday boy here with some of the goings-on for October 2023. Let's start with something special. German Unity Day in 2023 falls on the 3rd of October. Check out www.parkrun.com.de forward slash special hyphen events to see which of the 50 plus events in Germany will be operating on that day. Each country has a version of the special page following the above naming convention. Back to Oz. And this month, we have four parkrun days, with week one on the 7th, week two on the 14th, week three is on the 21st, week four is the 28th of the month. October is the park runningest month in Oz, with nearly 50 events. So way too many events to list them all, but I'll highlight a few. A reminder first of the standard anniversary caveat. Events may celebrate what they like, when they like, so please check all details with the local source, i.e. their webpage and or their Facebook page. This is especially true for dress-ups, cakes, etc. After the excitement of New Farm last month, we don't have any 12s, but we do have a batch of 11s. All are in the back half of the month with Kingscliff, New South Wales and North Lakes, Queensland on the 21st and Kiwana, Queensland on the 28th of the month. There are a big bunch of 10s in October, but one needs a shout out, Darwin in the Northern Territory. This was the first event in the Northern Territory and the 47th to begin in Australia. The opening of Darwin meant that Parkrun was now open in all states and territories. Cue the Peel Club being possible. For something different this month, we have six events all turning six. Port Arlington and Bannockburn Bush in Victoria, Yurunga in New South Wales, Cloncurry, Queensland, Kangaroo Island in South Australia, and Railton in Tasmania. We also have eight events turning eight. WA has Champion Lakes, Queensland has Peachtree, Paradise Point, Highfields, and Hamilton Island. Slightly confusingly, Hamilton in Victoria opened a week later and New South Wales has Grafton and Port Macquarie. Now, let's check out those first anniversaries. Week one has Cooper Pedy Oval, South Australia and Nolans Park, Victoria. Week four has Scribbly Gums Conservation in Queensland, and that's it. We'll be back next January for the next Junior Park Run celebrations. As with all Parkrun adventures, the Parkrun cancellations page is a valuable tool. See parkrun.com.au forward slash cancellations. The official cancellation page contains information for the coming weekend plus two further weeks. So be sure to check it again mid-month. 
Well, see you next month for some more birthday boy banter. And be sure to let Mel or the boys know if you have any requests. And thank you very much to our birthday boy. And Mel, is Puck runniest a word? <laughs> well, I didn't invent it this time, so I can't get in trouble. And you didn't invent it, so the birthday boy is going to be in the bad books with the office no, lady. No, no, big tick from me, big tick. <laughs> so October is busy with birthdays, isn't it? Yes. It's not only Park Run's having birthdays in October, though, Oliver. Ah, uh, oh, I sound like I'm in trouble. <laughs> I just wanted to take the opportunity to point out to everybody I'm still a little way away, but uh, your birthday is coming up. You are going to be having a milestone birthday and going up at age category. Is that not correct? That is indeed not not correct. <laughs> so. On a park run day yeah. as well. So, yeah. Double yeah. good. That's right. I've been told I'm not allowed to run direct either. So, yeah, I might go out for a little jog at I don't know. I'll find a nice park run nearby. Now, you might find that you need to check your letterbox this week because you might have a parcel in the mail and it might be referencing your birthday, but you need to open it before this Saturday. Right. There's just a little tip. Don't go, don't we go on one of these people that says, I'll save it and open it on the day of my birthday because I need you to open it. Oh, gee, that's setting a great example for my daughter who I continue (laughs) to tell. No, it's not your birthday till Thursday. You can't. Yeah, all right. Yep, the, that one too, sure. Um, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> all right, I'm intrigued. Right, okay. <laughs> this wasn't in the script. No, it um, wasn't in the script and no. you won't be here next week, so I can't wish you a happy birthday next week. That's true, yes. Yes, so we'll just jump in now and say that uh, we hope that you have a very happy milestone birthday. Thank you very, very much. Um, but... Let's continue to talk about good things. Mel, how are we going with the Consolidated Club Report? The Adventurers Consolidated Club Report for Saturday the 23rd of September 2023 of a total of 467 members. 368 took part on this date in 11 countries across 192 locations. In the UK, there were Adventurers at 24 events. Four in the USA, two in South Africa, one in Canada, Ireland, Italy, Netherlands, Poland and Singapore. Locally, we had adventurers at 47 events in New South Wales. Victoria and Queensland had 38, South Australia had 12, WA had 9, there was 5 in Tassie. ACT North and South Islands all had 2 and 1 in the Northern Tree. Now, Ollie, our recruitment drive hasn't gone as well as I had hoped. <laughs> it doesn't look like we're going to make our goal of 500 by the end of streaky September. 23 to go. 23 mm. to go, yes. We can make a mad scramble, but perhaps 23 or 33. I think we oh, need yeah. to look at That's your maths, the maths a little bit. That's the maths. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we'll open that up till the end of the year and that might be a little bit more realistic to make that goal. Ah, nothing better than a flexible goal. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> now, internationally, our largest front, there was two events, each having three adventurers. New Begin by the Sea. I am assuming that's in the UK because it was Helen and Andy Rutter and Claire Winizik. 
And also Southampton. Three adventurers were at Southampton, Stuart, Tamsin and Morgan Smith. Locally, our largest front was at Schlaber. With Chris Fraser, Blake and Julie Wells, Paddy, Louise Aitken, David Foster, James Thomas, Galen Cooper, Kristen and Delvine McKenzie, and Michael Gentle, plus all the volunteers. Good work, Schlaber. Plus all the volunteers. Nice to get a mention this this week. Yeah. And Paddy's so famous now, he just has one word. <laughs> He's like Pink and Adele. He's just Paddy. That's right. He absolutely is. Now, Ollie, this next section, all the fun of the launches that appeared in the last week, but one from two weeks ago because we did miss one last week. Sorry, Poland. No offence. That's right. I appreciate you saving it for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So welcome to the Parkrun family. Um, Zalev Vera Zerensky. Good work, Ollie. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> don't, um, don't ask me to say that again. I um, apologise to all of our um, fluent Polish speakers as well. <laughs> but, um, yes, 189 participants in that first week, 67 in the second week, uh, and being a flat course on Ashfelt along a reservoir with two turnarounds. Yeah, hairpin turns they described to them in the course description, which that's what I just assume is the turnaround because it looks like a straight line out and back kind of. Yeah. Um, Can I take the next one, please, Mel? Oh, please. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Excellent. Uh, So coming to us from Austria is uh, Studpark Park Run in Graz and – 51 participants at this one. Three laps of a city park, which starts and finishes in the former traffic garden. I guess that's uh, relevant to people who know the area. And I should have said Graz, not Graz. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, I'll I'll keep trying. Let me take the next one for you, Ollie. Okay, thank you. It's Riverside (laughs) Park Run in Kamloops in Canada. They had 38 participants. Their course is made up of an out-and-back section and a loop around Riverside Park and is situated adjacent to South Thompson River. So welcome to Riverside Park Run. All right, must be my turn again. So coming to us from Poland also, uh, except this one was this week, was uh, Palitz Kasia Tetsi is my um, attempt at, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. you just got to say it confidently, (laughs) fast and confident, and everybody will think that you know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 69 participants, though, joined for event number one, and and their course is a one-lapper starting and finishing at the Prince's Palace in Jagan. Didn't look up that pronunciation. I apologise. Flat terrain with a slight incline at the start. And we've got three coming to us from the UK. The first one is Clarence Park Run. They had 252 participants. That course is at Clarence Park in Bury, would it be? Bury. And is two laps of the front section of a park followed by two laps of the upper field. Bury. Bury. No, I can't, I can't do it with the uh, the uh, the accent, but uh, one of my favourite football commentators, uh, he can say the word Bury, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'll just I'll stop uh, stop butchering every language I can come across now. Uh. <laughs> but I'll take the next one too because it is five arches in the UK. Seventy-seven participants attended that event. The entire route consists of a flat tarmac path utilising the old Somerset and Dorset Railway. This path passes by woodland fields and through the five arch railway tunnel. So that's sound and kind of cool. And it does. 
that gives me a bit of a segue to mm. interrupt our uh, little broadcast mm. to say that Wallaby Track is coming back with their original course. Their tunnel's been closed because of floods that happened quite some time ago. They've had to be running an alternate course, and I believe I believe Wallaby's coming back possibly this week. Welcome back, Wallaby Track. Well, it, it's not that they haven't been. It's just they're getting to use their tunnel again. Well, yes, yes. But anyway, Five Arches, that sounds like a cool event. Yeah, we need to see some pictures from that one, I think. Now, the last one, Sense Valley Forest Park, UK, 147 participants. The event is in oh, Ibstock. Probably said that wrong. One lap on a mixture of gravel paths and grass trails alongside lakes and through woods. That also sounds lovely. It does, doesn't it? So welcome to the Parkrun family, everyone. Um, there, there's a lot going on in the Parkrun world. Yes. Now we just need some more in Australia, please. Mm. But um, look, Mel, uh, I did catch in last week's podcast, of course, that uh, it's uglies time. It's time for ordering the uglies. And, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about that. Um, so thank you for the reminder. And this is another reminder for everyone that hasn't ordered them yet, like myself. Your time is running out. I know. I better do that before I go away this weekend. I'm going to put it in my diary for Thursday, order uglies. Yes, yes, because orders close Sunday the 1st of October, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, and that's this weekend. Yes, that's very, very, very soon. Mm, so don't miss out. Don't have uh, FOMO and forever wish you were the proud owner of a couple of very cute little ugly budgies. They're horrendously cute. But, yes, I, I did skip an item on the run sheet because, well, I am dodging it somewhat. <laughs> um, uh-huh. How is your street going? <laughs> Yeah, I had another hiccup, Mel. Um, uh, I, I have I have been out, but um, yeah, suffice to say, the habit is not strong. I have been enjoying getting back out there in the morning to have that time, to have that peaceful time, and and to make the most of things. But uh, alas, it has been, let's say, on average, six of the seven days. So I will be looking to resume my streak in a few days' time but I am thoroughly enjoying and appreciating all of the camaraderie and enthusiasm and encouragement from everyone. How's your streak going? Oh, my streak is intact. Well done. I am very proud. I'm still going. Yes, my three Ks a day. I've done it for today. Did it as soon as I got home from work before I started preparing the pod notes. Uh, I'm still short 2,000 steps, so I'm going to have to rectify that before I go to bed, but... Yeah, no, streak is safe. And I was swooped twice on my streak tonight. Oh, ho, ho. So, I mean, it is a little bit scary, but mm. I know that they're just, it's just Daddy Magpie protecting these little babies. And that just signals to me that I'm going to have cute little baby magpies all around the neighborhood. So I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, there's a bit of love there. That's lovely. Hmm. Um, but we've got to listen to Pippa. Pippa sent us her audio. Yes. So let's have a quick listen to that now. Hi, Parker and Adventurers. And we are so almost there. We're so close to the line. My Sunday streaks 
have to happen before I get to juniors. So six o'clock in the morning, the alarm goes off. Uh, it feels awfully early and it's currently really, really dark. So I had to change route this morning because it was just too dark to do my usual one. But I got out, I ran, legged it through a shower. I'm slightly late for um, the first call for juniors, but uh, yeah, I was there before we started and that wasn't needed till the end. Anyway, so I got my streak in, happy with that. And I was, I've been sitting trying to figure out um, this whole, we're nearly at the end of the month, what's a good picture? And I was watching the juniors today because I was in the funnel and I was a number checker and funnel manager. And the first few kids are really, really, really super focused. They've got 2K in there. We had a young lady who nearly, nearly, nearly took the uh, first finisher today, um, chased up by a boy who just out sprinted her at the end absolutely fantastic job by her and then I started watching some of the other kids and as we got past the first 10 that last 50 meters worth of sprint is just too much for some of them and you get these kids who just stop and they are so close to the end and that's where the role at juniors the funnel manager and the number checker as well as the timers and any other volunteers around like come on you're so close you can absolutely do this so to those of you who are feeling like a junior who's almost got to the end but just can't quite see the way over the over the line, we've got you. Come on, you're so close. Come on, come on. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, come on. A little bit further, just a little bit further. And for some of those kids, this is an activity. It's their only activity that they do. They, they don't really play football because they don't like it. Um, or, or, or they like cycling, but they can't do it. You know, this is their activity. This is their physical activity. And the beauty of having Junior Park Run, just at two kilometres, is that kids are getting out, getting active and seeing a sense of achievement as they get to the end. And our role is to gently, gently encourage them to get to the end of the line. Second bit I'm going to put in there, just in that same line yesterday, uh, I was at Parkrun, uh, went to do a little bit of touring, quite close, and ended up talking to a lady before we started. Her name is Anne. She's on a losing weight, getting fitter uh, plan. So we started, um, we chatted, I went off and ran, and then I walked back and went and found her. She was like, well, why have you done that? I said, well, you know, we connected. Um, I've done my run, but I've come back to walk and talk. And we had a lovely chat uh, and it was the first time in her events that she'd actually managed to scan a barcode because she didn't quite understand what to do. And I guess all of us will recognise that at a time. And her observation, she's not really bothered about collecting the numbers uh, or the places. She's just loving being out with a group of people. And, you know, we'll get her in there eventually. She's, she's started now. She's got her first congratulatory email and congratulatory text. But it's that getting up, getting going... Either you're somebody who needs it, who absolutely needs to have that, like our first finishers at juniors, they need to have the achievement. Or you're that person who's like, oh, have I really got to get to the end? In which case I'm encouraging you. But you might also be that person who's enjoyed streaky September for getting out in community, having a super time with other people and and you're not really bothered about uh, collecting times or dates. Whoever you are, whichever you are, I hope you're still having fun but we are so close to that line. So come on, let's get over it. Happy streaking. And thank you, Pippa. We are so, so close to the end of the line and streaky September. So close that the end is Saturday. <laughs> yes, very, very close. And um, 
Uh, I'm, I'm seeing those two stars remaining on the bingo card, Mel. Um, fantastic job this year, everyone, at, at filling out the bingo card. Do we have room for one more level up? I think we do. Um, can you remember what it was we just discussed? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I colors. can. Colors, I can. Ollie. Yes, I suppose this this flows in nicely to the whole theme of looking forward because, um, well, you and I have something to be excited about. Our team's in the final, Mel. I know. I know. You're on board the Black and White Army. That's right. So, everyone, there is one more level up. Um, You all have to barrack for Collingwood. (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) No, this final level up is to streak in your colours. So if they happen to be black and white, Mel and I will be very happy, but (laughs) should they be another colour, then by all means go for it. And uh, we look forward to seeing many, many colours out there. And should you not have a sporting affiliated colours, well, maybe it's your favourite ugly colours. I'm not sure. But well done, everyone. You're that close. I'm going to streak in my Collingwood jumper. I will not be able to streak in my Collingwood jumper because I do not have one. Um, (laughs) Maybe it'll be a Matilda's shirt. It'll be a Matilda's shirt. Oh, yeah, good work. Yeah. Get another wear out of that. Yeah. But, Mel, as we said, looking forward, um, so before I tell everyone that I'll be at Chill Harbour Park Run once again, (laughs) where will you be this coming Park Run day? I'm joining my friends Martin and Andrew again. They're going to get oh. really sick of me. We are going to Batemans Bay. <gasps> Down the road. I know. Down the road. Oh, so close and yet too far. <laughs> well, I, I, I would love to have come and uh, joined you at Batemans Bay. It is one of my favourites, but uh, I have a birthday party for Ava to, uh, to attend and host. I'll forgive you if you wear black and white. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> well, I guess that is Saturday, isn't it? Yes, understood. All right. All righty. That will be an exciting parkrun day. Look forward to hearing all about that one, Mel. I'll tell Toc and you can listen. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> it's a deal. But that's it, Ollie. I will see you in a couple of weeks. I hope you have a really good birthday. Thank you very much. And... Um, Enjoy all the surrounding festivities attached to that. But everybody else, as always, you can contact us via Facebook, Parkrun Adventurers on Facebook, or our email, which is parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. And that is it for another week, and we'll see you all next week for more adventures. <laughs> <laughs>